talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music. This is the Hope FM Artist Interview. Welcome along to this episode of the Artist Interview, a podcast from Hope FM in which I, Gordon T, have the absolute privilege of chatting with some of the biggest and brightest names from the world of contemporary Christian music. We talk about their faith journey, we talk about their lives as followers of Christ, and of course, we get to talk about their amazing music. And what an interview we've got for you today. It's my absolute honour to let you know that my special guest on today's episode is none other than the Grammy Award winner, Mr. Zach Williams. But before we hear from Zach, let's hear a clip from his track, Less Like Me, taken from his 2019 album, Rescue Story. Zach, how you doing? Doing good. How are you guys? I'm very well, thank you. It's it's great to have you on the show. Thanks for sparing time to share a bit of your story with us today. So I have spent some time listening to some of your back music from some while ago, in fact. So going back to uh, Zach Williams and the Reformation. Oh yeah. And so and and you're still a great singer at that time, but but you don't necessarily sing about the same sort of things. I would love to know a little bit about your journey uh, in music and also uh, in faith as well, uh, and what life's been doing with you. Um, maybe a little bit of a comparison between who Zach Williams and the Reformation was versus who yeah. Zach Williams is today in 2021. Sure. Well, I grew up in um, I grew up in a small town in in Arkansas, and my dad and my mom both were part of uh, the music ministry at our church. My dad led worship, and my mom sang at church, and so. Uh, some of my earliest memories as a kid were growing up, you know, around all these musicians and going to music practices, you know, during the middle of the week. And, and, uh, and I would say um, out of that time, the one thing that I do really remember from that part of my life was that my parents, they really planted that seed at an early age and, you know, gave me the foundation. Um, and I think out of that, you know, there were some roots that definitely took hold um, in me and in my faith. And, you know, high school years, started making some bad decisions. Um, I wanted to play basketball in college, and I ended up losing a basketball scholarship. I, I, I got in trouble for some drug use my senior year of high school. I ended up dropping out of high school and losing a scholarship. And, and my dad owned a construction company, and I went to work for my dad's construction company for about a year. And while I was working for him, I started playing basketball in another league, and I ended up with a scholarship to college out of that. And so I moved off to college to play basketball and I tore up my ankle the first year. And while I was setting out, couldn't play sports, taught myself how to play my roommate's guitar and fell in love with music. And then that was kind of when my, I would say this love affair with, with music started. But in my mind, I thought, well, only way you're going to be like a rock star is if you like embrace that lifestyle and just completely like live, you know, that. And so I feel like with the Zach Williams and the Reformation, I kind of, created this persona of like what I thought a Southern rock lead singer, you know, needed to be and how he needed to act. And I, I went a hundred percent, you know, and lived that lifestyle for about 13 years of my life. Um, even, even though some of the music that I was singing back then wasn't Christian music, I think, I think God was working on me even in those times because I can go back and listen to some of the things that I was singing about. And you can tell that I was, I was searching for something. Yeah. Um, I was trying to, 
trying to find it. And and I would say, you know, the major difference in the Zach Williams from 2010 to the Zach Williams from 2021 is Jesus. And I don't feel like I've changed too much of who I am as an artist or my style, but I've changed the message and I've changed what I sing about and who I talk about. Um, and, I, and I mean, the biggest thing is I, I just want people to know, like, if they if they you know, you it's easy to go look up those videos on YouTube and find who I was before. But if people can see that guy and then see who I am now, then and then see the change that's been made, then they they need to know that God can do that for anybody. And, and I think that's that's been my mission ever since I became a, a Christian artist was, you know, I feel like God allowed me to live through some pretty dark times in my life you know, only to stand on the other side of it now and give myself, you know, he gave me a platform to stand up and, and tell the world what he's done in my life. And, and I feel like that's, that's kind of my, my message is, is to just let everybody know just how good he is, how much he loves us. And, and, you know, and I think for myself, there was a number of years where I didn't, I didn't see that. I didn't know that God was even around. I didn't know that he was, he was there. I thought I'd gone too far. I thought there's no way that I could be saved, but you know, in that, in that time of like waiting and, and searching that's where i found him and was it one of those things where it was a sort of progression and you started to find god slowly or was it something that you were seeking and then it suddenly happened and it was almost an overnight change it was a pretty quick change um i was actually in we were in spain in the summer of 2012 and we were on a tour with my old band and my wife was pregnant with our daughter at the time and we were, you know, we were in a dark place in our marriage, you know, talking about a divorce, thinking about, you know, you know, moving on. And, and I didn't want to lose my wife and family. I didn't want to lose, you know, my kids. And um, I remember my wife kind of telling me, you know, you need to make some serious changes in your life. I'm not sticking around what you kill yourself, basically, because I was really struggling with with some things. And uh, I remember being on that tour. We were we were driving eight hours one day across Spain and. I remember praying for God to just prove itself to me, you know, if, if you're real, prove it. And it wasn't a few hours later, we were all kind of quiet. We were riding in this sprinter van and my bandmates were all half asleep and I was reading a book and I took my headphones off and kind of just listening around to the cab of the truck. And our driver was scanning radio stations in the front and it stopped on redeemed by big daddy weave. In, in Spain. In Spain. Of all places, I was like, amazing. Where you know, I knew it was Christian music because my dad listened to Christian music, and but I'd never heard the song. And I went to the hotel and looked that song up and looked up the lyrics and listened to it over and over. And I called my wife the very next morning and I told her that I was going to quit my band and come home, and she thought I was crazy. And uh, and that was it was that quick. I mean, I said we're we're going to find a church to go to in our hometown, and so I came home. That didn't have an explanation other than I needed to make some serious changes for my family. And I quit my band, canceled my shows, and we started going to this church in our hometown. <clears throat> and within a year, they had asked me to help them launch a new campus and, and basically come to work for them full time. And it was that quick. I mean, God, God moved that quick. And it was almost like it was almost like he said, OK, now that you've finally gotten out of the way, I can I can use, you, you know, and, and it was it was just one of those things where doors started to open that I'd never imagined opening in my life. You know, things that I've been trying to do for myself all these years, he just started showing me, Hey, I can, if you'll follow me, I can open these doors for you. You know? Wow. Wow. What a transformation. What an extraordinary and exciting time. You mentioned in there about 
God being able to use the things that you've been through. Yeah. So in what sort of way do you mean use, use the difficult things you've gone through? I think, uh, I think the one thing that, that I've noticed, you know, when I, when I go out and talk to fans and, and get to hear people's stories at my shows, um, there's a common thread in everything that, you know, a lot of people come up and, and tell me about their struggles with addiction or, um, you know, the things that they've been through in their life. And, and that's the one thing that I know, you know, I feel like I try to write about my past and where I've been, you know, I, I feel like I'm trying to write from a very personal, um, you know, real and raw season of life. And I think that's relatable to people that have been there too. And I think there's a lot of people that come to these shows that never get that chance to stand on a stage and sing a song or tell the world about what God's done for them. So I feel like it's kind of, it's kind of one of those things where I get to hear these stories from people every day and I get to take those stories and, you know, blend those with some of the things that I've been through and write these songs. And so I feel like by God allowing me to kind of walk through those dark times and live through that. Now I've got a message and I've got a story to tell. So. Yeah. Something that people can relate to and they see what God's done in you as well. So it's, it's powerful. It's amazing. So and thank you for your honesty and integrity in the way that you actually minister to people, both in your music and just by stopping to talk to people, give them time. So you also did some work in, did you go do some work in prisons? You did a, you did an album from a prison, didn't you? Tell, yeah. tell us about that. Yeah, I did. Uh, so <clears throat> that kind of that kind of started. Uh, my wife actually, we were fairly new uh, in the church that we were at, and I was working part time there. And my wife got invited to go to a, a prison with some women from the church and sh- share her testimony. And my wife has a pretty amazing testimony herself. And she went over and shared her testimony at this women's prison and came home and she was just on, I mean, she was on fire. Like you've got to go the next time there's a chance. And, you know, I was like, man, that's not really my thing. I don't, you know, I don't, I think I'll let you do that. And she was like, no, you're going to go and take your guitar and play some of these new songs you're writing. And we're going to share our story. And so she signed me up with some pastors from our church and we went over there and did it. And I feel like it was like, the really the first time that I feel like God kind of slapped me in the head and said, okay, if you need a moment, like if, if you need an aha moment to know that this is what you're supposed to be doing, like here it is. I was singing a song that I'd written called wash clean and had my eyes closed. And I looked up and there was like 30 something women that have, you know, given their life to the Lord. And I feel like in that moment, God was like, okay, this is, these are the places, the people, the songs, this is what I have, you know, and this is what I want you to do. And so we got involved in prison ministry and then I ended up moving to Nashville after that. And we hooked up with this, um, this group called men of valor in Tennessee. And they were, um, they were able to, to get me into a men's prison here. And I kind of, kind of told them what I wanted to do. You know, I grew up in Arkansas. I grew up not far from where Johnny cash was born. And I've always loved, you know, his music and, you know, I always thought it was cool that he went into a prison and played, but I was like, I'm not really wanting to go to a prison and kind of get these guys riled up. I want to go in and like share some hope, you know, share Jesus with them. And so we went in and we took some of the songs off my first record and uh, we just stripped them back and did an acoustic set with these guys. And we were there for about six hours and we took a video crew in and a sound crew and we just hung out with these men for about six hours that day and put the lyrics up on the wall. And so the, you know, what we captured was very real and raw. There was no, coaching or nothing we didn't try to tell these guys what to do it just happened and it was it was a beautiful thing that day and uh you know unfortunately with COVID over the last year you know a lot of that stuff has been shut down and you can't go and and do the things that we wanted to do but I'm still very much want to be a part of that yeah well on the album itself 
did very well. It got a nomination for the Grammys in itself, which is amazing. Uh, and your track that we're going to play in a moment, uh, There Was Jesus, I'd like to say congratulations to you for not only your nomination, but also for winning uh, the Best Contemporary Christian Music uh, Song. I was a little bit sad. I know, I know no one else would be quite so. I was a bit sad. I, I do like you, Zach, and I love your music, but I'm also a really big fan of We The Kingdom, who I think are awesome. Oh, yeah, well, they're great. They're great. They're going to have many more. I can I, guarantee I, you that. They, do you know awesome. what? So after... After you won, rather than them, I thought, you know, I can't let this be personal. I'm going to have to just sit down. Uh, it's, um, I've got to say, it's a fantastic track. So tell us about There Was Jesus. How, how did it come about? Yeah, uh, you know, when we were writing the song, it was, it was another one of those things where I, I try to pull from somewhere that I've been in life and a personal experience. And, and I think this song kind of like captured the journey for me for the last 15, 20 years, if not even more than that, you know. Uh, all the moments in my life where even though I didn't realize God was there, he was, he was right there, you know? And, and so that was kind of, that was kind of the idea. Like, you know, whether you see him or not, whether you know it or not, he's right there with you. And, and I think, you know, for, for this past season, for, for 2020, uh, I think it was the perfect song for the year because I think there were a lot of people who were just uncertain and probably still are with what's going to happen in the future. But, you know, we just hold on to the truth and of who Jesus is and just know that no matter where we go, no matter what we go through, he's there, you know, uh, always. And so that was just kind of the idea behind that song. And we get the song back and we get a demo and we have a, a, a vocal on it that I'm listening to it. And I'm like, man, that she kind of sounds like Dolly Parton. I was like, could, you know, so I reached out to my label and I was like, hey, I know this is kind of a big ask, but can we reach out to Dolly Parton and see if she'd be interested in doing this. And they all kind of laughed like, yeah, you don't just call Dolly Parton and ask her to sing on your song. And I was like, well, we won't know if we don't ask, you know? And so we tracked down her management and um, she agreed to listen to the song and, and she heard it. And she told me, she said, I didn't even, I didn't even make it through the course and I knew it was special and I wanted to be a part of it. And so, so we met up one afternoon at a studio and we worked out vocal parts for about four hours and, she was from day one just a champion for this song and she just really believed the message that was in it and wanted to be a part of it and uh it was really funny the day that we tracked the vocals we were in the vocal booth and she hugged my neck and she said you're gonna win a grammy for this and i kind of laughed it off like yeah right and, you know and then here we are and so uh it was just one of those things where you you hope that the person you're meeting is is who you hope they are you know you hear so much about meeting your you're, you know, kind of meeting these legends and heroes and people, and then you find out they're not who they, who they, you know, who the, who you hope they were. But she was everything. I mean, you would hope she made you feel like you were the only person in the room. She was so down to earth. I mean, just, just a special lady, and uh, just a, a joy to work with. And so, yeah. Um, but the, the, I mean, the, the biggest thing for the song, the takeaway is just that in, in every moment of your life, and every, and all that waiting, the hurting, the healing, the searching, no matter what. I mean, Jesus is. The, there with you and so um yeah i think that's a message that's pretty universal for everybody
exactly. That was a beautiful track. And in the instruction, you talked about uh, the way that Jesus is with us, is there in the high things and the low things as well. It's, it's really spoken out in the lyrics. Uh, and it'd be great, I'm sure, that many listeners have related to some of the stuff you've talked about. Um, some of them maybe have got addictions themselves, and some of them maybe have got family that are addicted to stuff or other things as well. Whatever comes to your heart right now, I'd be appreciated if you'd be happy just to pray for the, the listeners right now. Sure. Hey, Father God, we just uh, we just come to you and just ask you to just uh, just be with our friends and, and, and the people that are listening to this today. Uh, I pray that, um, you know, no matter what anybody is going through in their life, that, you know, in this moment, hearing this message, that they know that uh, you're right there with them, you know, whatever they're walking through. Uh, I pray that if they're struggling with any kind of an addiction, that, that they'll feel you and feel your presence and just know that uh, you can pull them out of that and you're the only one that can. Um, so, Father God, we just ask that you would just uh, just just allow us to be a vessel right now for for your your words, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So, uh, just to quickly find out some other things, you talked about the fact that your marriage was on the rocks when you were touring in Spain, and then you turned it around and you came back, and then clearly your wife has a testimony because you mentioned about her doing prison work and things yeah. like that. So, uh, how how are things going with you and your wife? Have you got kids and stuff like that at the moment? Yeah, we are coming up on thirteen years. So we've got uh, honestly, when I met my wife Crystal, she had a four year old and a nine year old, and they're now twenty. They're turning twenty three and seventeen this year. Wow. And then, I have, and then we have an 11 year old little boy and an eight year old little girl. So yeah, well, this will be 13 years. So everything's great. That is wonderful news. Yeah. And together as a couple, how, how with all the business of your life currently, how do you get time together to spend with Jesus? Uh, what does church look like for the Williams family? Stuff like that. I can imagine it's hard. Yeah. Church is, I mean, I got a lot of time home last year, so I <clears throat> I feel like I stocked up on family time. My wife was she we're, we're actually in this moment out on doing these uh, drive-in movie theater tours, and so I'm on the road. But um, it was really funny. She was kind of like, "You you need to get back out and get on the road." She was like, "You're you know you're stir crazy," and the kids. So my wife homeschools our kids, and so when I came off the road in March last year, I just kind of disrupted everything, and the kids didn't want to do school. We didn't want to do anything but play games and watch movies. And, you know, and uh, and church was a lot different. You know, we had really just found a church in our hometown that we really uh, we had gone to several different ones since we'd moved to Nashville, kind of bounced around with friends at different places. And we just kind of really just found the place that we liked in our in our town that we live in. And then COVID hit and everything got shut down. And so, you know, obviously church was on TV on Sunday morning, you know, or hooking your computer up to the TV so you could watch it. But uh, we are so glad to be back, you know, in in the actual building. I know I know you can have church anywhere, but there's just something different about, you know, coming together in corporate worship and just being there um, in, in the actual church, you know, that's different than sitting on your couch or standing in your living room and watching it. But uh, yeah, so um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think the beauty of my, my wife, she was a real estate agent. She quit her job when we moved to Nashville so she could homeschool the kids. And it's it's worked perfect. So they they're able to come out on the road anytime they want to come out. And and if they don't, they don't. But my kids sometimes will just jump on the bus and ride with me for a few shows. So it, it works for our family. Um, but uh, but yeah, we uh, 
we are all very much excited to be back out doing these these shows right now because we've sat home for like the last eight months doing nothing. Yeah, I can imagine it's a huge shift. So, yeah. but but kudos for you as a family for coping with it all. But uh, exciting back out. You said you're doing drive-in shows. Could you explain what you mean by that? Yeah. So here in the states, we've got a little over 500 of these old drive-in movie theaters. You know, the big screen where the cars would drive in and yeah. Tune in your radio to watch it on a on a thing. Well, we work with this promoter who kind of figured it out, and we go and set up a stage in front of the big screen, and we bring in, you know, full sound, full lights, and everything. And they they sell sell tickets to vehicles, and you can bring six people to a car, and you have a parking space, and you can get out, and put a lawn chair out, and you know, if you're if you're close enough to the stage, you watch it from your you know right there. You see it just like a, a festival or something. But if you're at the back of the parking lot, you know, you're watching it on the big screen and you're hearing it from, the, you know, the sound system. And so we, uh, we're we on our fifth one. This is the fifth show and we've got 50 of these that are going to go through the summer. So um, it, it's kind of a, kind of been a, a game changer for everybody who's been out of work is to figure out a way for us to get back out on the road and try to play shows, you know, with all these restrictions. Sure. That sounds like a great opportunity. And 50 of them sounds like. Really great. It's really fun. Quite a t- and is it is it one one night in each place? Yeah, yeah. So we're in uh we're in Lakeland, Florida tonight, and we'll we'll move down about four hours to another part of Florida tomorrow, and make our way back to like Georgia, and um, yeah, it's a different place every night. It's 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 really cool. We uh, uh, it's it's almost like a big camping trip. You know, you're just kind of you're moving. We've got three or four buses out, and you just kind of move from day to day, and. We'll set up and have some games that we play outside. We've got a little fire pit and a tent, and we actually have a, a chef that's touring with us that's catering all the food for the tour. So it's wow, it's 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 working, and it's it's a lot. It doesn't it doesn't sound too bad. It's not it's not slumming it. It's not too bad. No, it's we we have we have slummed it on some of these, but, but we kind of stepped it up when we did this one, and we were we were like we're going to take a few few things that make it feel like comforts of home. So. Yeah, well, for 50, 50 stops, I can see why you might need to. And who are you touring with? Uh, Mac Powell from Third Day is out with us, and Kane. Oh, we've had we've had Kane on the yeah. show. You did Lazarus, Rise Up, Lazarus with yeah. them, didn't you? Yeah. Which yeah. was which was a great track. Got to number one in the Hope FM charts. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, they're out, and it's it's great. It's a fun night, and they all throughout the night will come up and, and sing some songs. Taylor actually comes up and does Dolly Parton's part on There Was Jesus every night, and and then we've got a new song that we released last week called Stand My Ground that uh, her brother and sister come up and sing with us. So. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Yes, yeah, that sounds like a, a great place to be. So you got you got these fifty tours planned. Have you written loads of music over the last year while you've been a bit stationary? Yeah, we. Uh, I re- I probably wrote close to thirty songs this last several weeks. You know, when when kind of things started lifting. So I've I've been writing new music for a new, another record, just kind of getting a jump start on on record three. So. Uh, haven't had the chance really to go in and, and like sit down and, and think about demos yet, but yeah, we wrote, I've got a lot of new music written for sure. Okay. That, well, that's exciting to hear because your 2018 album Chainbreaker that also won a Grammy, didn't it for best album. So if you've got another one in the pipeline, that's, that's going to be great news. Look forward to that. Talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music. This is the Hope FM artist interview. Zach, um, um, is, is a a Bible story or a character in the Bible that you particularly relate to that you feel that's me. Oh my goodness. I have a scripture that I hold on to. Um, and it's probably just because 
from a from a I, I don't think I really understood the scripture until just in the last few years. But my parents, as a kid, and this is probably a lot of people's a lot of people's life verses, but Jeremiah twenty nine eleven is always the one that I go back to. Um, I can remember when I was just a little bitty guy. My parents would come in every night and pray that verse with me, you know, and I remember growing up, you know, as I got older thinking, well, that's, that's really nice and cute. And every parent wants that for their kid, but I didn't really understand like how powerful that being spoken over me every night of my life was, you know, until just, you know, over the last few years to, to see that, that God's plan has unfolded, you know. And it wasn't in my parents' timing or my timing. It was in his timing. And, and I know there were days in their their life where they were probably like, what did we do wrong, God? Like, we've raised this kid the way that you told us to. We've done everything the way you've asked us to. And here he is, 15 years of his life, he's throwing it away, and he's living this crazy lifestyle. And then all of a sudden, in an instant, it was changed. And I feel like those plans that God had for me started to unfold. And so um, I think... Uh, that's just a, a very relatable story and verse for me. Um, it kind of all started to make sense, you know, just a few years ago, just just to how important that was. Yeah, and for those of our listeners who maybe aren't so familiar with the Bible, but what does the verse say? Oh, it says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper, not to harm you, for hope in the future. And uh, I think that's such a great verse. And, and it's one that I, you know, pray over my kids nowadays. Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful verse, and certainly one that if people aren't familiar with, it's worthwhile going and having a, a look at that because it's one that gives hope and helps us understand God's plans that are always good for us, even though we can't necessarily see it at the time. Um, the other thing I'd like to ask you about is: Has there been a time when everything seems to just go wrong when you've been on tour and you go, "Oh no, there's just something, maybe a funny story, something that just hasn't gone the way you'd planned." I'm gonna, oh, the very first show of this tour. I mean, we started this. Um, so we we're five shows in. So we, we came out, we had a day out on the road and we did like a full run through rehearsal without anybody the first night. And then the second night, the crowd got here and it was probably one of the worst starts to a tour that I've been a part of just because it, it rained. Uh, we were on the stage. We got soaking wet. All of our gear was completely covered in water. We thought there's no way any of this stuff's going to work tomorrow. It was just one of those things where, you know, you got buses, that are almost stuck and a truck that was late and things not getting there on time. It was just one, it was just chaos, you know, and I'm, I'm on stage and there's 20 people running around covering up everybody's gear. And I'm trying to block all that out and hold it together and just get through these songs. And you got some people sitting in their cars. Some people are standing out with umbrellas. It was just one of those things where I was like, Oh my gosh, can we just make it through this? You know, but we did. And it, and it turned out to be great and people loved it. So, um, but yeah, it was a pretty chaotic first night of a tour. Yeah, I can imagine that's not the not the smoothest start. But the fact that people are still standing out there on, in their own shows, they want to support you, and they're grateful for the fact they can be out with you. So yeah, that's cool. We we were all kind of we can only go up from here. So that's that was the good thing. Talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music. This is the Hope FM artist interview. Beyond beyond just the music, what else do you think Jesus wants to teach you this year? Oh my goodness. I think the one thing he is teaching me right now in this, in this season is just how quickly things can, can be here and be gone, you know, by, by looking at last year, you know, I felt like, um, you know, things were, things were going really good for, for myself. And then all of a sudden it was like, we were sitting here just kind of wondering, 
But I think in those moments, that's where God really speaks to you. And for me, um, you know, I was, I felt very like reassured in this last year, like with everything that happened, you know, and, and I think this kind of could lead into this, this last song. Um, I found myself in, in the middle of the year really struggling with, you know, why did all this happen? You know, here, I, you know, that was almost like a, a me thing. Like I've worked so hard to get to where I'm at. And then all of, all of a sudden, all this like momentum that we have is gone. And it's, it almost feels like you're starting all over in a sense when, when COVID kind of starts to lift and, and I, you know, and I, I think, I think it was very humbling. I felt like God was like, you, you know, you didn't do any of this. You know, it was one of those things. It was like, I, I did this, you know, and, and, uh, and I, and I think uh, the, the other thing I took away from it was, you know, he kind of reassured me, like, I've always provided for you too. And I always will. And so I just remember being in, this season last year where I was really like, didn't, didn't really know what to pray for. Like I just didn't know what to do. And I remember thinking of the song, heaven help me. And um, I mean, and that was it. That was really all I had to pray on some days was God, I don't even know what to ask for. I just need your help. And I just want to be able to, to trust and believe in the things that I can't see right now and that I can't actually hold on to physically. And, and that was really my, my prayer on some days last year was just help, help me, God, help me get through today. Help me provide for my family, for my band, for my, for my crew and uh, help us get through this. And, and he did. And, and that was kind of it. It was, it was one of the, one of those seasons of me really, you know, relying on my faith and then just trusting that God's going to take care of all of this. And, and, you know, and, and he always does and he always has, and he showed up. And so I'm just like, I'm so blessed, you know, every day that I get a chance to continue to do what I'm doing and, um, but yeah, and I, and I, you know, get to share that song with people every night. And I think a lot of times that's all right if that's all you have is just ask God to help. You know, He knows before you even come to Him what you need. Help me, help me. And that was Zach Williams with his track, Heaven Help Me. An absolute massive thank you to Zach for sparing time to come and bless us. And it's just amazing to think, isn't it, the way that music can make such a difference to someone's life? Because uh, it was music that changed things around for Zach when he heard that Redeemed track. I'm really hoping that we can also get Big Daddy Weave to come on the show and share their side of things. It's going to be a great story to link those two together. Uh, and if you enjoyed this episode, the good news is there are so many more interviews for you to discover. Just check out all the other episodes of The Artist Interview on whichever podcast platform you're listening to us on right now. And if you want to bless us with a like or a follow or a share, that would be very much appreciated too. Until next time, you've been listening to The Artist Interview, a podcast by Hope FM. God bless. Talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music. This is the Hope FM Artist Interview.